Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. On today's show, we're going to explore LinkedIn stories, company page changes, selling tools, and more with Michaela Alexis. If you want to understand how to benefit from these LinkedIn changes and a lot more, stick around. I'm Michael Stelzner, and this is the Social Media Marketing Talk Show. If you want to go deeper, be sure to check out our brand new upcoming social media marketing workshops, where you'll get in-depth online training in organic and paid marketing on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and you guessed it, LinkedIn. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash WS21. And now for this week's expert guest. Michaela Alexis is a LinkedIn expert and official LinkedIn learning trainer, coach, and consultant who helps businesses master their LinkedIn organic presence. She co-authored the book, Think Video, Smart Video Marketing and Influencing. Welcome back to the show, Michaela. Awesome to see you. Excited to be here. I think this is the first time I'm on the show in 2021. So happy new year. Sweet. <laughs> well, let's talk about some 2021 stuff. Uh, LinkedIn recently came out with their earnings report. Mm -hmm. Well, actually it was Microsoft technically that did. And in that earnings release, they revealed a whole bunch of statistics about LinkedIn. And I would love you to share some of those with us. Yeah. So, I mean, the biggest one is their incredible growth, you know, over, I think it's 730 million active users that are on the platform now, which is just incredible, especially when you look at where they were at last year. So to me, that's like the biggest one that I'm really looking at that growth. Not only are people joining LinkedIn, but those engagement rates are up so much. And, you know, as LinkedIn learning instructor. I'm really excited about the fact that I think it's like double the amount of people since last year are now tuning into LinkedIn learning courses. So of course, that's really good news for me. Yeah. Some of the stats I have in front of me were 740 million active users in the last quarter, yes. which is pretty big. And then sessions, the number of sessions on LinkedIn, uh, LinkedIn were up 30%, which kind of makes sense given the pandemic. And conversations were up 48%, whatever that means. I don't know what conversations mean. I'm guessing that's engagement or something. Engagement, exactly. And um, the LinkedIn learning stuff is fascinating. Tell us a little bit yeah. more about LinkedIn learning, just because I know you're part of that. What is that exactly? Yeah. So LinkedIn learning, for those that don't know, LinkedIn acquired lynda.com a few years ago. And with that acquisition, I think there were 10,000 courses that were brought over to the LinkedIn platform. And so now if you sign up for, I think, I don't know if you have it, if you have SalesNav, but definitely when you have a LinkedIn premium account, you also have access to all of those courses that used to exist on lynda.com and all of the new ones that they've created through LinkedIn learning. So that's super exciting. And I, the last time I actually checked, I think it was 700 or 270% increase when my first LinkedIn learning course came out. And I was really lucky because 
my first LinkedIn learning course came out at the end of March of last year. So it was like perfectly within that time frame. So it's really, really interesting to see that not only are people on LinkedIn, but they're using it a lot more intentionally. So they're either on there um, having conversations, engaging with other people, interacting with other people, but also consuming a lot more content, whether that's video or those LinkedIn learning courses. And I mean, one of the benefits, especially for people that are looking for work, is the fact that when you do a LinkedIn learning course, and I didn't even know this as an instructor, you get a certificate and you get this credential that you can put on your profile. So that's really cool, especially if you're you know, in the job search mode, or even if you're a marketer working within an organization and you just want to increase your skills and show that you are on top of your A-game when it comes to growing. Do you think the reason why there's more people using LinkedIn is because of the pandemic or do you think there was growth in other parts of the world? Like, what's your thoughts on that? I think so. LinkedIn was already this kind of quiet growing beast before the pandemic. And then I think now there's really when you think about it, there's no other way for us to communicate other than, you know, those alternative platforms like uh, Clubhouse and things like that. But LinkedIn is really this space where I've always like talked about it as the world's largest networking event, right? You walk in and, uh, you know, 740 million people are surrounding you. So there's a, a huge opportunity there if you learn how to execute the right strategies and how to just shake hands with as many people as possible. So I think that people are a still trying to grow, are missing that in-person interaction and are hungry for not just people that are looking for work or have gone to conferences, but also people that are used to not working remotely. They're used to sitting across from another person. I know when I started working solo, one of the biggest pieces that I missed was sitting across from somebody and talking about the podcast that you're listening to or the blog post that you just read. That kind of interaction is something that we all kind of need within our workday. So I think that people are using it in a very different way than they used to, where it's now becoming a daily habit for a place that they're going to hang out. Yeah, I've been loving the platform. Let's talk about some of the new things that have come to stories. Yes, my favorite. First of all, thank goodness we've got stories on LinkedIn, but there has been some new updates. So talk to us what's changed and how, what's it going to mean for marketers? Yeah, so <laughs> it might be news to some people that. LinkedIn stories are, are, are a thing because I know that there are, LinkedIn is actually very unique in the sense there are 50% of the traffic comes from desktop and 50% comes from mobile, which is actually really interesting for a social media platform. So if you are used to using the desktop version of LinkedIn, it might be news to you that there is LinkedIn stories at all because it's a mobile only feature. Now they've introduced the swipe up, which I have been waiting for patiently. I initially thought that everybody had access to it. I had to dive a little bit deeper and learn that you had to have 5,000 followers, you had to have the button on your profile set to follow rather than connect. Or if you were a company page, you automatically had access to that. So I think it's a great feature. I've been using it a lot. I actually think I did it for this show earlier today using that swipe up. It works very similar to Instagram. Real quick, I, I just want to get clarification. So the yeah. only way you're going to have the swipe up are, say it again, like what are all the things you need to do? So... 5,000 followers. Okay. And you need to have the button on your profile needs to be set to follow rather than connect. 
Can you tell people quickly how they do that? I mean, I know it's complicated a little bit, but they have to go it's into not, It's yeah. not super uh, complicated. You just go into your settings and then there's an option under visibility to show how you want people to communicate. And you can just set your primary button on your profile to follow versus connect. And I, the one question that I get asked a lot is why would you want to do that? Who would want to do that? Um, I wouldn't recommend it if you don't have any plans to build thought leadership within your community. So if you are just kind of focused on networking, um, maybe you're an accountant that lives within a city and you just want to connect with um, people within your local community and speak directly to them, then that follow button might not be super beneficial. But if you're somebody like me that creates a lot of content or is looking to build thought leadership, then it's a great way to build your network without having to connect with every single person. Because I don't know if everybody knows this, but you can only have 30,000 connections on LinkedIn, but you can have unlimited followers. So that might sound like a lot, but when you're creating articles and when you're creating content on LinkedIn, that can happen pretty quickly. I think within my first week, I had 13,000. So that can happen really quickly if you have like one or two viral articles or pieces of content. Now, if you have a page, did you say it's just there? You don't have to worry yeah. about it? Yeah. Okay. And I mean, I'm, you know that I'm team LinkedIn pages. So I love the fact that if you have a LinkedIn page at all, they're giving you access to this thing because LinkedIn pages are one of those hidden gems that I think has so much potential. And I love the fact that they're really committed to bringing all of these organic tools available to small and medium-sized businesses to help them grow uh, and taking out some of those roadblocks like, you have to have X amount of followers to do it. Let's talk about the ad placements coming to story ads. Do you know anything about it? Yeah, I've seen some. I can't remember what company it was. I think it might've been Adobe. I was looking at it yesterday. I like the idea of it. I think that we're still a little bit too early with Lane to start introducing those ads just because I don't see a lot of people that are really grasping the idea of what LinkedIn stories are supposed to be for. I think that LinkedIn creators are really good at using LinkedIn stories to share this very like candid, casual, more conversational um, style content versus some people that have never created content in their feed and are going straight to stories and are just kind of sharing promotions and, and quotes and things like that. So I think that People, there's still a little bit of a learning curve for people on LinkedIn on what stories should look like. There was actually a lot of resistance. I don't know if you knew that, but there was a lot of resistance on LinkedIn for LinkedIn stories because people really? were afraid that, yeah, that LinkedIn was becoming too much like Instagram and Facebook. But of course, you've seen the trends, right? The trends are that people are spending a lot less time creating content in their feeds, especially on places like Instagram. I think it's gone from, a few years ago, it was at 3.3. And now it's at, you know, people are posting twice per week. Um, so that's going down. But things like Reels and Instagram stories are going up. And then with the advent of things like TikTok and that more casual conversational content, that's just how we're, we're kind of like running with things. And so with LinkedIn, there is that space for it. But it was initially, there was a lot of resistance because people were afraid that, that maybe it was going to become too casual. So I think that before we get into ads, I think that we really need to get into a space of what are LinkedIn stories for? Who do they benefit? How can you share your business and your expertise without necessarily kind of like spamming people? How can you change up your strategy from what you're posting on your feed versus 
on LinkedIn stories. So I think that that is like kind of the first step. But I really like the idea of ads in general, because I am one of those people that doesn't spend a lot of time in my feed, both on LinkedIn and on other places. And so I'm more likely to click on and look at ads if they're hidden in my LinkedIn stories. So I like the idea. I like the concept. I think it's going to be beneficial to companies eventually. Mm -hmm. I just don't know if we're quite there yet. So another thing that's changed recently with LinkedIn has to do with post visibility and conversations. Can you tell us a little bit about what this update's all about? Yeah, I really like this. So LinkedIn, it seems like they're really, really looking for, especially in 2021, is relevance. They're looking for, I mean, A, they've done all these changes to their algorithm to make sure that you know, people are tagging people in their posts and they're asking questions and they're asking for feedback and they're opening up conversations because of, it, of course, those conversations allow people to stay on the platform a lot longer, which is the ultimate goal of LinkedIn. And so I really like the idea of giving people options on A, who their post can be visible to, whether it's public, it's LinkedIn and Twitter, whether it's just their connections. And I can actually relate to that. Just to be clear, so what is this change exactly? The change is that you can show your post to different groups of people. So now you can, if you create a post, you can choose to have it go to public, which would be everybody on LinkedIn. Even if you don't have a LinkedIn account, you'd still be able to see it. Just your connections. You can actually post directly into groups, which is really cool, or LinkedIn and uh, Twitter. So sometimes you see those kind of like the similar posts where are posted on both. So this is kind of like what Facebook has done with friends versus public, right? Yes. Very, very similar. Um, So I like that idea because, you know, sometimes I'll post things that I want everybody to see, but then other times I want advice or I want to learn more about my audience, the people that are following me or connected to me. And for those people... I really want it just to go to my connections. Um, So that's the first change. The other change is that you can choose who can comment on your post, which as a creator, I'm like, "Ah," right. Um, That's a great move for me. So for the comments, everybody can comment. You can choose just your connections or you can choose nobody. So I've seen a few posts. Some people are taking advantage of this though. I saw one post the other day and oh my gosh, it had about, you know, 30,000 likes on it, but it was one of those spammy, like you tap on the picture to see the new LinkedIn feature and then they turned off the comments. So I'm sure that's something that LinkedIn is going to start looking at as well to make sure that people aren't also abusing this new tool that they introduce by removing the comments. But I think in general, it's a great move. So wait a minute, just, just so we're clear. Does that mean I could post something and only allow people in my network to comment and the followers can't comment? Is that what you're saying? Yes. And that's going to reduce a lot of spam too, right? It's going to reduce spam. And I mean, that's, that's the ultimate goal of LinkedIn. They are, every single year, they come out as one of the most trusted brands. And so they're really holding on to that, especially when they look at other platforms that are having issues with that trustworthiness. So um, that's certainly one of their goals is to reduce the spam. So like I mentioned, those posts that are turning off the comments, but then including some sort of spam, I'm sure that that's something that they're going to address in the near future. But I really like the idea of it. I think that it's going to make people's feeds a lot more relevant. I don't know if you've noticed this, but I I felt like last year I was starting to see a lot more spam in my feed. And now all of a sudden I'm starting to see a lot more relevant content from people that are in my network or that I've subscribed to. So I'm here for it. Relevance is a good thing, right? 
For sure. A lot of people on LinkedIn are using it for sales. And I know there's a whole bunch of interesting updates or at least a couple updates related to sales related stuff. Can you talk to us a little bit about those updates? Yeah. So first there's the account mapping on, I don't know if it's part of Sales Navigator. I actually just applied for it yesterday to see if I can get access to it without Sales Navigator. And I seem to be able to. So I'll have to take a look at what that looks like. Yeah. What is that? What does it mean? So account mapping is essentially what I don't know about anybody else, but when I was working in corporate, this is what I would do with sticky notes, right? You have the people within an organization and you can actually map out where they are on the flow chart. So you can have somebody that is a salesperson and then their manager above them and then maybe the director of sales above them. And you can actually see it on like a pyramid. It's it's like a map of the people within the organization. Wow, that's kind of cool. It it is. I'm like, wow, this is just a really cool version of like the sticky notes, right? I just remember this always being on the boards. I was always working around salespeople and this this is all they did. So I like the idea, especially to be able to see visually and then also be able to figure out, okay, maybe this isn't the right person that we should be trying to speak to within the organization. Maybe it's actually this person that's the decision maker. So actually being able to see it visually, I think is going to be really helpful. So I think that's a really cool change. They've got something called uh, sales insights tools or something like that. Are you familiar with what that is? The sales insight tools. Give me a, a little bit of a... Let me just see if I can pull up this article real quick. It says uh, LinkedIn provides more data with new sales insights, whatever that means. Um, oh, okay. So this one is where they actually will show not only the people within the organization, but how who's related to that person. So if you you know you have a director of sales, it'll actually show who within your organization might be connected to that person so that you can have like an easier introduction to that person. So it's just like a little bit more comprehensive version of what's available. But I love the idea of being able to see who's connected to who. Cool. So that when you are sending out those in-mail messages, you actually, again, going back to relevance, you're connected to that person and you can actually see who's in common. Awesome. Let's talk about some changes to pages because I think a lot of us are marketers here and we're really excited about some of these new changes that they've just announced. I am too. Talk to us a little bit about those changes. Yeah. So the biggest one for me is the admin um, changes, which isn't the sexiest new feature, but gosh, it's so helpful, especially if you work within an organization. So now you have different levels of admins and I have been waiting for this, I feel like forever. So now I think it's like super admin, You have like a content admin. Um, You have people that can create uh, sponsored content. So if you're working with a sales company, they can be posting on the page, but then they don't have any sort of say in terms of the content that's being posted or editing or any of those capabilities. So that's really cool. My favorite part of this new change is the fact that you can add an admin to a company page without being first connections with the person, which I know doesn't sound like a big deal. But when you're in an organization, it's much easier to just add people rather than saying like, hey, Bob, can you accept my connection request on LinkedIn so that I can add you to the page? So I really love that because again, a lot of the people that are listening might be working with agencies and you don't necessarily need to be connections on LinkedIn, but they need to have access to your page. So I think that one is going to save a lot of time and energy. And as a former social media manager, I did it for 10 years. That was such a pain in the 
to have to connect with everybody that you want to add as an admin. So that is a pretty cool new feature. And actually, Mike, I don't think that you mentioned this earlier, but there is a new feature that I either don't think anybody's talked about or people haven't noticed. But if you go onto your LinkedIn page, it used to just have, when you go to the content tab, you could only see the content suggestions, which for those that don't know, it's like the the content that people are interacting with that you can repurpose for your page. And now you can actually see a couple of other things. So you can see company milestones or employee milestones. So anybody that is a new hire, people that are celebrating an anniversary and people that have been recently promoted. So that is awesome. Is right. If you work in a big organization where it's really hard to keep track of who's being hired and who's celebrating a work anniversary, that is so cool to be able to be like, hey, shout out to, I don't know why Bob just keeps coming up in my head today, but shout out to Bob who's celebrating five years at XYZ organization organization, that's pretty cool way to share that content. And then there's another tab on top of that, which is company news. So again, for those bigger organizations, anytime you are mentioned in the news, it shows up in that tab. So I don't know about anybody else, but I even to this day, I have my company name included in a Google alert. So I really love that LinkedIn is kind of tackling all of these other things that we have to have going as social media managers and trying to include it all into one platform. So if you have Google alert set up, you'll probably really love that company news new tab. Let's talk about LinkedIn product pages, because I think people are like, wait, what exactly is this? Can you share what that is? Yeah, I mean, it's not super, super fancy, at least yet. But the idea is that there are, and I like this because they're moving away. It seems like they're moving away a little bit from showcase pages. um, Because in the past, you would create a showcase page for a product. But there were a lot of things that couldn't be included in there. Number one, you'd have to create all new content for that specific product. But then you also couldn't share reviews and testimonials and ratings and all of that kind of stuff. And so product pages are basically like a sub page of your company page where you can just describe the product that you've created. So let's use Adobe as an example. Adobe is the company page. Their product page might be, and it's kind of funny because Adobe, I don't think has product pages, I checked. Um, But they would have like InDesign. And then for that InDesign page, they could have photos of the product. They could have videos of the product. But then most importantly, they can have reviews of the product. So they can have customers that go on. It's kind of more like a Facebook page, right? Where you have like the rating at the top and then people can leave their comments. Um, And so I think that's a real, again, moving away the traffic from LinkedIn and bringing it onto the platform. So if you're looking at a company and you want to learn more about their individual products, you can find all of the information that you could possibly need all within company pages now. And then they also have a little button too, after you read all these reviews of the product that goes directly to the website so that you can download whatever the software is. Okay, we've got a bunch of questions. Uh, Gunner's asking, is it just for software products right now or is it? It is. I know because I when I saw this, I was like, well, dang, I've got some courses, right? That's what people are probably thinking. I've got courses or some services. I, I think that'll probably happen. I mean, I, you know, mark my words. I think by the end of 2021, they are going to open up product pages to also include services pages. Well, yeah, not just services, but what if people sell like physical products, right? Or they sell events or courses, right? 
Exactly. Because again, it all goes back to they want people to spend as much time as possible. And they've made this commitment to small to medium sized businesses to help them gain organic traction. So I think that it's just a natural next step to roll out because I don't think product pages are even available to everybody. They're still in beta test mode right now. And so once that's opened up, I think the next natural step would be things like you mentioned, those physical products. Have you seen anybody have one yet? I mean, or have you seen one out in the wild yet or no? I have. I was looking at a couple yesterday. Like what were the brands? Do you remember who they were? I don't remember who they were for. I I know that LinkedIn, I mean, that's pretty obvious. Oh, they have one on theirs? Okay. Yeah. Trello. There's one for Trello that you can look at. That's a really good one. So describe what they look like. I mean, is it like help us in words? Okay. So the best way to describe it is... You know, when you're looking up like a software, like reviews for a software, I'm trying to think of what website has one of those, but it's basically, it's really, really simplistic. It's literally just a description of what the product is all about. And then the reviews, the reviews are like the rating is at the very top. And then it's followed by all the customer reviews. So it's very, very simplistic. It's not fancy. It's almost like the Amazon review section or whatever. Yes, that's a perfect example. Yeah, it looks exactly like that. So it's not super fancy, but... I mean, that's going to be a game changer for a lot of businesses. I know even for myself, like introducing little things on your company page, like visit my website or uh, sign up now, like changing that button on your uh, page makes a huge difference. And um, I'm truthfully a little bit excited that they're moving away from showcase pages because as much as I've been teaching them for the past few years, I think that that concept hasn't really caught on very well. Do you think that these pages are going to live on their own, meaning they'll be searchable by product? Or do you think you have to go to the company page and then seek it out? I haven't tried to look for product pages like through the search. I've only done it. So basically you go to a company page and then one of the tabs says products and then you go to that product tab and then it opens up the product page. Did it have a link to be able to go see more about the product? Presumably there must be a call to action link, right? Mm, Yeah. So the call to action generally, and I, again, I don't have access to it because I don't have a product, but it, it just said like visit website. And then when you click on that, it goes to the full website. So it is really handy. And I will say that I'm I'm guessing that it's probably going to be part of the search eventually because I noticed yesterday, and I haven't seen this before, I'm really excited about it again as an instructor. When you look up, so say you look up LinkedIn marketing, now it will show like company pages, it will show posts and things like that. But one of the new things that they're showing are courses oh. that have that in the description. So now you can see the courses and I can definitely see them including products in the search results. So I think that would be really, really cool. Awesome. Um, Michaela, you're going to be part of our upcoming social media marketing workshops, and you're going to be teaching a workshop, a two hour live workshop called how to build and grow a loyal community on LinkedIn. Can you give us like a quick, what you're going to cover in that? Yeah, I'm really excited about this because I have been a creator on LinkedIn and teaching LinkedIn since 2016. And I have never talked about the full picture of LinkedIn on the organic side from personal branding, what kind of content to create, how to build your company page. And so it's like an A to Z blueprint of how to level up on LinkedIn, basically. So I'm really excited. I'm actually working on it right now. I am so excited to talk about some of the things that we talked about today. I'm really going to be diving deep into things like LinkedIn stories are really exciting to me. So we'll talk about that. LinkedIn polls are really exciting. LinkedIn events and how to match those with 
a LinkedIn live broadcast. And then also on the company side of things, how to set up your page, what kind of content works for the corporate brand, and then also how to use both to really level up on LinkedIn and excel that way. So really, really excited to take people through the full journey of LinkedIn. Awesome. And Michaela, if people want to discover you, track you down in a good way and follow all the amazing things that you're doing, where do you want to send them? I'm spending a lot of time on LinkedIn right now. I I do a lot of LinkedIn stories. So you can certainly find me on LinkedIn. It's just Michaela Alexis. Uh, My company page is very confusingly also called Michaela Alexis, but you can tell it's my company page because I've got a little pink logo on there. You can also find me on Instagram at Nick Alexis. And I'm also on TikTok. I basically review LinkedIn profiles of people that are following me on TikTok. So if you are brave enough, you can... Do people actually like watching that? That's fascinating. But the fact that so many people volunteer is really wild to me, but people are doing it and people are loving it. So if you are brave enough, you can follow me on TikTok uh, at LinkedIn Queen, which is like the best handle I've ever gotten. (laughs) Awesome. Well, folks, don't forget to check out the social media marketing workshops at socialmediaexaminer.com slash WS21. Michaela, thank you so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. And folks, if you want to add another podcast to your listening lineup, check out my other show called the Social Media Marketing Podcast, which drops every Thursday. And until next time, may you be wise with your marketing decisions. Catch you all later. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.